Welcome to another episode of Bible Conversations. Today, we're going to be continuing our series in Characters and Proverbs, and we're going to be talking about the poor. All right. Well, man, this is um, the last Second to last. Second to last. Yeah. Of the I was going to say yeah. the last one of two, but it's the second to last <laughs> uh, episode that we have. Yeah. Uh, and uh, we're talking about the poor, which I think is is interesting right before Christmas. Yeah. Because I feel everybody is feeling a little bit poor right now. Yeah. A little hole in everybody's wallet. You know, everybody's hurting from buying Christmas presents oh, for everyone I, else. I was going to say, I think it's uh, ironic because everybody's feeling rich around their family. You know, yeah, well, there's, full, full and there's that. that too. <laughs> I was thinking that, you know, next week we'll be talking about the rich, and I was thinking next week everybody would be feeling rich because of all of the things you just said. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Uh, but uh, but anyway, no, we're, we're talking about the poor. And there's, uh, you know, we're, we're, I think we'll start with a very obvious discussion of the poor, what the characters in Proverbs are talking about. Yeah. You know, what Proverbs mention with poor. But then, uh, you know, I, I know I have in my notes, and I think you've got in yours – the Beatitudes, yeah, and and poor in spirit, but but let's start with with what being poor is, uh, and and really, definition of it is having insufficient wealth to meet the necessities or comforts of life, or to live in a manner considered acceptable in society. And so, when I consider poverty, right, that's the you you, you can't meet the necessities of life. You sh- you're struggling to put food on the table. Yeah. Uh, you are. Uh, you, you're in a. Maybe you don't have really somewhere to live, right? You I mean you're lit- you're living in poverty. Mm-hmm. To be poor may not quite be the level of poverty, but it's certainly very akin to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I think that's where that definition, you know, it says necessities or comforts. Yeah. Um, so there's that, and then there's also uh, you're either deficient or you're lacking. In a specified resource or quality. Uh, so in others, poor in spirit, right? Yeah. Or, uh, you're a, a poor sportsman or you're poor at this sport or yeah. you're whatever the case may be, but you're deficient, you're lacking in. And so yeah. to be poor means you're to lack, to lack something. Yeah. You don't, you don't have enough. Yeah. Um, and, and it's just like what we talked about last week with, uh, simple. Um, and I feel like there's been a couple others like this as well. I think that, last week was the glutton. Uh, oh, maybe it was, maybe it was like two weeks two ago. Weeks we ago talked was about simple. simple. And, yeah. um, but I mean, kind of glutton's kind of the same way, but th- yeah. there's so many different definitions. Um, I, I think of a simple because it can be so drastic good and bad depending yeah. on on how you are are simple whether you're simple in heart or simple of mind and and poor is the same way it's yeah. um you know w- what are you lacking um yeah. is is the question um and there are some things that it's good to lack um yeah. as in pride we we want to be lacking in pride yes i.e to be poor in spirit yes um but other things, not so much. So, but anyway, yeah. you'll, you'll go to the Proverbs to have yeah. us look at that. So I've, I've got three. Well, I, I think I've got more than three. Uh, but I've actually got seven, but we don't need to go over all seven. We'll just go over three of them. And, and I might mention the other four just as a, yeah, somebody wants to look it up. Uh, but Proverbs chapter 20, verse 13, it says, love not sleep, which already I feel attacked. Um, <laughs> I mean, taking naps is great. You know, sleeping in is great, but I don't think he's, I don't, I don't think the private writer is saying, you know, you can't enjoy sleep. You can't sleep. He's just saying, love not sleep, lest you come to poverty. 
open your eyes and you'll have plenty of bread. So in other words, it's not so much about the sleeping. It's about, you know, what are you doing with the time that you've been given? Are you using it to rest and relax all the time and you're, you're sleeping throughout the whole day or are you going and working and providing? Uh, and so, you know, poorness certainly can come from a lack of effort or a lack of uh, desire to work. Proverbs 22.7 says the rich rules over the poor and the borrower is the slave of the lender. And I find that one to be incredibly interesting. I mean, we can take that a whole lot of different directions. Uh, you know, I mean, you and I both have a mortgage, mm-hmm. uh, which is phenomenal and wonderful, but also the bank owns us, you know, and if we don't pay up, yeah. we go in default <laughs> and then they can kick us out of our house if we don't pay. And so mm-hmm. that's um, potentially really problematic. And so the, the rich certainly do own the poor in that sense. The second part, the borrower is the slave of the lender. My first thought actually went to uh, that, that we are to be slaves of God and slaves of righteousness. And so, you know, not that uh, not that God has lent us anything. He has given us this free gift. Yeah. But but the idea there being that it, we going, owe him. Yeah. But the, there's also the idea as, as far as being slaves to righteousness that, yeah. that you are going to be a servant of something. Yes, um, you are. Yeah, you're either th- a servant no, of sin or righteousness. Exactly, yeah. There, there's no choice um, to say I, I choose neither. You know, I, I don't want to be a, a slave to sin, obviously. I don't want to be a doer of, of evil. Yeah. Um, but at the same time. If you're not choosing to be a slave to righteousness, then you will be a a, a slave to sin. Yeah. Um, there's no in between. Even even when you just say, "Well, maybe I'll I'll just you know focus on myself. I'm not going to to do any wrong or evil to anyone else." Um, yeah. But even then, if you are focusing on self, you're you're still not being a a yeah. servant to God. You're being a servant to yourself. Exactly. And so I think that you know that one has a lot of. A lot of places that you can go, yeah. right? Um, rich ruling over the poor, uh, all of that. And then Proverbs 28, 6, you know, we mentioned this uh, three weeks ago, maybe four, I don't remember, but uh, it says, better is a poor man who walks in his integrity than a rich man who is crooked in his ways. And so here we, we see kind of the proverb writer talking about, uh, it's 28, so I think this might be King uh, Lemuel saying this, but regardless, we, we see the proverb writer talking about how, well, whether you're rich or poor is really kind of irrelevant. It's how you are, how you're using your time, how you're treating people, how you're spending your, your life. Mm -hmm. You know, what are you, what are you choosing to do with your life? And, you know, are you being, you walking in integrity or are you walking crookedly? Right. And and I think that's what um, most of these proverbs that um, we're reading right now have to, have to say that that's really what they're talking about is what are you choosing to do with the time that you've been given here on earth? What are you choosing to do with whatever situation that you've been placed in? Um, whether a, a rich or poor situation, like what is your integrity say about you? What, What are you choosing to do in that situation? But even, um, a few verses the year before, I think it was, Proverbs 20. I don't remember. What, yeah, 20, what was 2013. And then what was there on one before that? 22.7. Oh, yeah. I think it was 2013. Um, like, it's, it's still a matter of, like, what are you going to do with the time that you've been given? Yeah. As a matter of, like, are you going to be working hard? Are you going to be yeah. um, be active and, and be doing things? Yeah. Um, and a lot of these Proverbs aren't 
directly spiritual proverbs. They're not directly like, hey, this is how you can um, do- grow your faith. Yeah, this is not exactly like how you can grow your faith specifically. Instead, it's just life advice sometimes. Yeah. And so often that life advice turns into spiritual advice. Well, and it, and it should. You know, I, I think when we have a focus on God and we have a focus on the things that we are to be doing, uh, our, our life certainly, we're able to take practical application mm-hmm. through anything. You know, yeah. whatever happens to us, we're able to say, oh, yeah, no, that, that that makes sense. Like I, I can see the the practicality and the practical application from that. And um, you know, I, I think sometimes sometimes we we miss out on doing that. Yeah, something happens to us, and and we we focus too much on uh, the the event itself rather than the lesson that might be able to be learned from it. Mm-hmm. And and I think that's that's really sad. Yeah, um, what you were saying with with uh, you know how the things that happen in this life can turn into uh, spiritual stuff. In Second Peter chapter one, uh, it just reminded me of this. Uh, start. We'll start in verse three. Uh, His divine power is granted to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of Him who called us to His own glory and excellence, by which He has granted to us His precious and very great promises, so that through them. You may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped from the corruption that is in the world because of sinful desire. For this very reason, make every effort to supplement your faith with virtue, and virtue with knowledge, and knowledge with self-control, self-control with steadfastness, and steadfastness with godliness, godliness with brotherly affection, and brotherly affection with love. And it keeps it keeps going a few more uh, verses, uh, but but these qualities, they're some of them are certainly spiritual qualities, and some of them are just you know, day to day qualities that were self control, steadfastness, you know, like knowledge. Mm-hmm. Some of those things are just ways that we live and, and the things that, that happen to us. Well, how do we then translate that to the spiritual side of things? How do we become better Christians? Yeah. Well, we have to, we have to purpose ourselves to do that. Yeah. Well, and that's really what, uh, Colossians 3 23 is talking about. You know, the, the entire paragraph right there is, uh, giving instructions to people specifically how they should treat one another, um, in their relationships as Paul is instructing the church, um, in Colossae. Um, he says in verse 18, wives, uh, submit to your husbands, husbands, love your wives, children, obey your parents, fathers, do not provoke your children. I'm going through, uh, verses 18, 19, 20, 21, yeah. uh, bond servants obey in everything. Those who are your earthly masters. Um, and finally, just as a summarization of everybody that these are, are how we should live in our, our day-to-day lives, whatever our relationships may be. This is just simply life advice, really, yeah. um, that obviously has a spiritual implication and a spiritual impact, um, but it's still life advice. But he summarizes it in verse 23 with the spiritual impact, with whatever you do, work heartily as mm-hmm. for the Lord and not for men. Yeah. And I got to tell you, that's a, a verse that my dad ingrained into my head when I was growing up. Whatever you do, work for the Lord, work as if you're working for the Lord and not for men. Yeah. Um, and it's... It's so amazing when you start to to realize that good life advice as far as being a, a hard worker, being upstanding, being um, humble, um, all of these things turn into spiritual yeah. 
impact. Well, and, and you and you see people who are genuinely spiritual are also all of those things. Exactly. Like they exemplify those traits. Yeah. Uh, which which I find really interesting because you know you get people that'll say, well, "I'm very spiritual," you know, and talk to them, and, and yeah. they're they're certainly not because yeah. spiritual people are utilizing the the day to day things that make them more successful and better people. Yeah. You know, uh, I, 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 this is not to say that, that every Christian should prosper and be rich and have all that, but yeah. certainly the, the things that the scriptures tell us to do, right? To be faithful, to be hardworking, to be humble, uh, they, they certainly can lead to that. Yeah. Um, and so we're not promised it, not guaranteed it. In fact, we're promised troubles and hardships and all of those things. Yeah. But, um, Anyway, well, I, I was going to also bring up um, what James talks about. I believe it's in James one, might be into chapter two. But when he's talking about pure and undefiled religion, is mm-hmm. this uh, yeah. you know you, you, to take care of orphans and widows? It, yeah. If you're saying that you are a spiritual individual, if you're saying that you are a religious individual, yeah. then this is the type of attitude that you follow. It's yeah. care for other people, working for other people. Yeah, um, but. As a whole, working as though you're working for the Lord, yeah. uh, d- doing it to bring glory and honor to Him. Yeah. Well, and it, and I, that is the verse, right? It says, "As though you're working for the Lord." Yeah. And the reality is, we are. Exactly. <laughs> every, yeah. every the was it Paul that wrote that? I think. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Paul wrote that. He wasn't saying, you know, do everything as though you are. He was saying, do everything because you are. Yeah. That as though I think is more of a, almost like a, a sarcastic. Type. I don't know. That's not the right yeah. word. And Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not yeah. for me. As for the Lord, yes. Yeah. So not yeah. as though for the Lord, but as for the Lord. Like you are working for the Lord. And everything yeah. you do, whether you eat, whether you drink, whatever yeah. you're doing, it's for the Lord. Well, and, and that comes back to the conversation of, of rich or poor. It's it's kind of like a whatever circumstance that you find yourself in. Yeah. Um, how are you working on that? And so yes. that's where the poor in spirit comes into play. Yeah. Whatever circumstance you find yourself in physically, yeah. if you have your your poor in spirit, uh, humble heart, yeah. then you will be able to excel regardless of if you are physically poor or physically rich. Yeah. Well, and so that kind of leads in pretty well with a couple other proverbs. And like I said, we're not going to read them. We don't quite have time. Yeah. But there's there's a lot of proverbs about the poor. Yeah, a lot of proverbs about the poor, and and quite a few of them actually. A lot of them are referring to and regarding uh, how the poor should maintain their rights, mm-hmm. and the poor should be treated well, and the poor should not be looked down upon, and we should uh, we should seek to help the poor, right? Yeah. In fact, Paul and I forget what letter my my brain's a little off today, but says you know they asked us to remember the poor. The, the very, very thing, thing we were eager yeah. to do. Yeah. And so we ought to be looking to treat and be uh, helpful to those who are struggling and who are poor. Um, now, today we, we run into all sorts of potential problems with that. Some people yeah. just are looking for a handout and they may not be poor. They may, but, but when we're talking about someone who is genuinely poor, who is genuinely, genuinely in need of help, that's, those are the people that we need to be looking for. Uh, and then there's others, and we've already kind of talked about this. Uh, the, the ones regarding treating the poor well, uh, there's there's two that I've written down, Proverbs chapter 17 and verse 5, and then Proverbs 29 and 7. And a few more regarding work ethic. Uh, Proverbs chapter 20, verse 4, 
and Proverbs 24, verses 33 and 34. And so yeah. uh, if you're listening and you want to look those up, by all means, please do. But uh, there's there's a lot of verses in the Proverbs about how we ought to treat the poor and really how the poor ought to act. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so the question then becomes, you know, this is, you know, Proverbs was written a long time ago, right? And and society is different now than it was then. So what what does it mean to be rich or poor today? Yeah. Well, I, I like that question. I'm going to ask mine so I don't forget it, and then I'll go back and answer <laughs> yours. Um, Fair enough. Um, but what I was going to say is what it comes down to is what we're pursuing. Yeah. Um, and we have to ask the question of what we're pursuing, um, whether it be physical yeah. uh, wealth or spiritual eternal wealth, yeah. uh, laying up our treasures in heaven. Yeah. Um, so That's where I was going um, to say that. <laughs> back, to, back to your question um, is yeah. what does it mean to be uh, wealthy, right? Yeah. Rich, um, rich or poor today. What does it mean? Uh, what does it mean to be rich or poor? Well, yeah. that's again, depends on who you ask. Yeah. You know, if you're asking someone in the world, uh, they're going to tell you, you know, it, it can be defined by, uh, by physical wealth, uh, monetary wealth. Mm-hmm. Um, there's actually a guy that, um, I've seen him on Instagram reels, Facebook videos, TikTok. like, like he makes videos over uh, across all types of things. Um, but he does this com- like contrast between mm-hmm. two individuals. He calls them the rich man and the really rich man. <laughs> and it's all sorts of things about like, how does the rich man treat like the valet driver versus how does the really rich man treat the valet driver? And the name of the guy that makes these videos, I, I it escapes me right now. I yeah. can't remember, but his point is that like, you can be, you can treat individuals well, regardless of how much money you have. And that's what the really rich man does. Yeah. Um, and it's funny in, in all of his skits, um, he, he just constantly, it's dramatized. And so you can tell that like the rich man, um, just treats individuals super, super poorly. Yeah. Cause he's better than they are. Yeah. But the really rich man, he calls him the really rich man, not because he's worth billions and billions of dollars, but because he treats people well. And so he's, yeah. he's really rich. And so it's a matter of being rich monetarily yeah. versus being really rich spiritually. Yeah. And I, I gotta say, I, I think people understand that to some point yeah. throughout culture. Um, I, I agree. And, it's just a matter of applying it or not, yeah, or, or really a matter of, of fully wrapping our minds around what that means. Yeah, I don't. I don't think many people would disagree that it's a good thing to be kind to others. Yeah, right. Or and define that, that as really rich. Yes. Yeah. Um, I yeah. I, I think people would people would be okay with that definition pretty much across the board. Yeah. Certainly, you would have people that would disagree. But yeah. I mean, who you can say that you know the sky and you know there's air in the the world and people are going to disagree with that, yeah. you know, like it. So I, I, I like that. Um, and I think that ties in with the Beatitudes. Uh, did you want to talk any about those or, I mean, we've mentioned them a couple of times. Um, I mean, I, I don't really have anything to dig in deeper into that. Fair but. enough. So I've, so I've got, I've got another verse from second Corinthians, um, that, that I think is, I think it fits right in with what we're talking about. We'll probably end up talking about it next week. Um, and so here you've got uh, Paul writing to the brethren in Corinth in, in one through eight, and he's, he's chapter chapter eight, sorry, okay, and and he's asking them to give. So chapter eight, verse one it says, "We want you to know, brothers, about the grace of God that has been given among the churches of Macedonia, for in a severe test of affliction, their abundance of joy and their extreme poverty." 
have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. For they gave according to their means, as I can testify, and beyond their means of their own accord, begging us earnestly for the favor of taking part in the relief of the saints. So he goes on a little bit. And then verse 8, he says, I say this not as a command, but to prove by the earnestness of others that your love also is genuine. And so he's he's telling them, listen, the brethren of Macedonia, they gave more than they had because they, they, they thought that it was an honor, a favor mm-hmm. to take part in this thing. And he says, listen, I don't say this as a command, but here's the deal. You know, verse 9, for you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you by his poverty might become rich. And I think that is such a powerful verse there, Mm -hmm. right? Jesus being in heaven, Jesus being, I mean, that is the, in my mind, right? If you talk about richness, heaven, with uh, right next to God, seated at the right hand of God, there is nothing better than that. He became poor. He came to this earth and lived uh, as a carpenter's son, not as a yeah. prince, not as a, a king, not as anything of, of, of value, really. Other, He well, was a carpenter's son. E- even uh, during his ministry, foxes have holes, birds of the air have nests, but yeah. the son, son of man, man has no place to lay his head. Exactly. Yeah. And so he, he lived his life really in, in poorness, mm-hmm. you know, and then he died. He died. He he wasn't buried in his own tomb. He didn't even have presumably enough money for him to have his own tomb. Joseph mm-hmm. of Arimathea put him in a new tomb that he had. Yeah. You know, he was wealthy enough to own a tomb. Jesus was put in there. And by his poverty, we are made rich. Yep. And I think that's so beautiful to, to contrast what real poverty is and what real wealth is. Yeah. And it's not the things of this world. It's not the material possessions. It's not the homes. It's not the cars. It's not the money in the bank. It's none of that. It's the gift of God. It's the grace of God. So I I just, I absolutely love what what Paul is saying. I mean, I love what Paul says everywhere, but (laughs) but I really like what he's saying there in regard to this. And I think what it really comes down to is um, the question I asked before, so I would make sure I remember it, Mm -hmm. but what we pursue. Yeah, exactly. Um, And it's a a matter of, are you pursuing uh, wealth here? Are you laying up treasures here on earth where moth and rust destroy, where thieves break in and steal? Or are you pursuing eternal wealth? Are you laying up your treasures in heaven where moth and rust do not destroy where thieves yeah. cannot break in and steal. Yeah. Um, well, and that's that's what Jesus said, Matthew six thirty three. Yeah, exactly. Seek ye first the kingdom of God. Yeah, and His righteousness. Yeah, and, and I mean, it, it's so easy to say that versus actually applying that. It it um, it is, and and you know, I certainly don't want to come across as well. I'm doing that perfectly, and everybody else is. You know, yeah. By no means, it's yeah. it is very easy to say, but. It's also very clear that that's what we are supposed to do. Exactly. And so regardless of how difficult it is, of how hard it may be, the reality is, is we are called to seek first God's kingdom. Yeah. And yeah, if it's hard, it's hard. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Let's do it anyway, you yeah. know? So w- when it comes down to um, the poor, because I know we're talking about the rich next week, so I'll try yeah. not to go too in- too much into that. But when it comes yeah. to the poor, um, I think it really comes down to being poor in spirit mm-hmm. so that we can pursue 
eternal wealth and eternal yeah. richness, which we'll go into more next week. But yeah. for the sake of this topic and kind of, I guess, wrapping up this topic and yeah. putting a bow on it, it comes down to being poor in spirit, yeah. being humble. Mm-hmm. So removing yourself from the situation, removing your wants, you know, that's part of the definition we worked with at the beginning yeah. is kind of wants versus needs type yeah. of thing, but removing your wants and honestly, sometimes even your needs so that you can pursue yeah. the kingdom of heaven. Yeah. Well, I uh, appreciate the discussion. I yeah, don't absolutely. I don't have much else to say. Um, I do know that it is, uh, you know, by the time this goes out, it's going to be December 22nd. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that means that Christmas is three days away. And yeah. so, uh, lest we, uh, forget, we want to wish everyone a very merry Christmas, uh, a wonderful holiday and just a wonderful time with your families. Mm-hmm. We, uh, we appreciate all of you listening so much. Um, we do ask that, you know, if you have any questions, thoughts, comments, concerns, anything, email us, let us know. And, uh, if you, um, if you could just listen to this last little bit, See how you can help us out. We appreciate you all. Uh, Merry Christmas. See you later. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Bible Conversations. We want to ask if you have any questions, suggestions, or comments, that you please email us at kcocbibleconversations at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media. We've got a Facebook page as well as an Instagram account. Our Facebook page is very simple. It's just Bible Conversations. On Instagram, it's very simple, at Bible Conversations. Uh, look us up, like our posts, and share it with your friends. We also have a an opportunity for you to help us financially through a, through a store uh, via Kim's Closet. And you can find that. Uh, you can just type into Google Kim's Closet. We have a, uh, we have a link as well that, that we will be... Uh, posting in, in each of our episodes and we just hope that you will uh, that you'll reach out and find us and uh, purchase a hoodie or a shirt uh, with the logo on it and that way you can spread the word without having to say a word so we appreciate you thank you all have a blessed week